Seeking some fuel for your nightmare, I see. My mom has always struggled with her weight and body image, so I suppose that's what drew him to her. Despite her problems, she never let it ruin her spirit and zest for life. There was never a day a smile wasn't on her face. She was smiling the day he walked through the doors of the community center and introduced himself as the genius behind a radical new weight loss program. He was as skinny as a rake, gangly, gaunt and tall, and yet he claimed to have been medically diagnosed as morbidly obese just a week prior. I didn't like the look of him. I always came with mom to her Weight Watchers meetings for moral support. I never had an issue with any of the other people who took the class, but this man. There was something unnerving about his piano key smile and slicked back hair door-to-door salesman look. Just take one pill a day and the weight will just drop off, he grinned as he held up a black capsule in his fingers. What was most upsetting was the eagerness of my mom and the others to try these pills out. I strongly and vocally protested against using them. I mean, the pills could have been anything, and diet pills aren't exactly known for being safe at the best of times. However, my mom and the others looked to me like I was some outsider, an intrusive voice who didn't know what it was like to be one of them. Well, young man, I understand your hesitation, but I assure you I've taken them myself. They are perfectly safe and totally organic, preached the salesman. Ken, a great swell of a man, asked how much they would cost. Nothing, nothing at all, answered the man with a wide grin. If I wasn't suspicious before, I was now. Nothing in this world is free. I could see my disbelief was offending the group and unsettling my mom, so I kept my mouth shut, whilst my mom and the others rushed up and snatched box after box. One pill a day for one week, eat anything you want and gain nothing. That saying, if it sounds too good, it probably is, comes to mind. However, I didn't want to upset my mom, so when she started taking the pills, I was supportive and kept my doubts to myself. To my surprise, it seemed to be working. She would gorge herself like a beast, devouring an all-you-can-eat buffet in one sitting. And yet when she'd get on the scales the next morning, she hadn't gained a pound. Stranger still was the slime. Around the same time of my mom's new diet, slime trails like that of a slug began to appear in the house. They were far larger than slug trails, though, and all seemed to slither through the house and out through the cat flap. I told my mom, but she didn't seem bothered. In fact, all she was interested in was eating. I wasn't sure if it was because she was actually hungry or whether it was because she wanted to prove how good the pills were. McDonald's, Domino's, KFC, and Wendy's. You name it and she would shovel it in. She was like a starved animal, gluttonous and unending in her appetite. But she told me not to worry. She had the pills they'd keep her from gaining weight. 
Eventually, though, her pills ran out, and that's when things went from weird to worst. Mom started dropping the weight like crazy. She went from like an XL to a large in a day. And then a day after that, she was down to a small. In a matter of a week, her body was like a skeleton, her clothes hanging off her like blankets. But she was thrilled. Look how thin I am. Aren't I beautiful? She said, looking at herself in the mirrors. I wanted to tell her she was always beautiful, but I didn't. Yeah, mom, you look amazing, I said. However, she just got thinner and thinner. After my mom became bedbound and nearly unable to breathe, I stayed by her bed every night, often falling asleep in the armchair near her. One night I heard an unusual sound, slurping. Slurp, slurp, slurp. The sound was disgusting and eventually it roused me from my slumber. When I opened my eyes, I let out an audible gasp, swallowing all the air in the room. Before me was a shocking sight. Sucking on my mother's flesh were countless white, bulbous, leech-like things. They were everywhere, each the size of a football, and all of them voraciously snacking on my mother. Shocked and reviled, I began yanking and pulling their sucker-like mouths from her skin. Yet no matter how many I removed, more seemed to appear out of nowhere. Each of the slimy slugs sucked and slurped upon my mother, her skin shriveling around their mouths. Where did they all come from, I thought. But as I started snatching them from her, I got my answer. One of the bloated white things swelled from my mom's stomach, growing from her like a fat-filled boil before wriggling free from her. All of a sudden, the worming fat spawn stopped feeding and began wriggling away from her dropping to the ground and slithering in unison, as if they were following an invisible road. I followed them to the back door where they exited through the cat flap and journeyed outside. Stepping outside, I found the strange salesman standing there in his skeletal frame, wrapped in a tight-fitting black suit. Desperation. There's nothing sweeter, is there? The man grinned, his white crooked teeth smiling like a hungry animal. I went to demand what he was doing in my back garden when it happened. He plucked up one of the white fat spawn and swallowed it, alive and wriggling. Delicious, the man smiled. I asked what he was, and he took great delight in telling me. I'm the hunger in all beasts. I am the fowler of water, the whimper of the starving. I take all you have and rob the land, he declared. One by one, the wriggling white worms crawled onto the man sinking into his skin and clothes. They became one with him, fed him even. The process caused him to let out a disturbing orgasmic sound that gave me shivers. I demanded he save her, stop whatever he had started, but he refused. Instead, he just kept laughing to himself, entertained by my utter inability to do anything. You're a clever kid. Your mom should have listened to you. Alas, I can't help you. I've got a prior engagement with my brothers, the man grinned. Then, out of the night, came striding a great black stallion. It was as emaciated as the salesman and had large white snooker ball eyes. This horse, this man, I knew who he was. I went to Sunday school. My mom demanded it. He was famine, the great hunger. 
My shock and bewilderment brought a smile to the gaunt fellow's face as he mounted his horse. I picked up a wooden fence post, but before I could move towards him, his head twisted round and froze me with his eyes. My stomach clenched up, my skin tightened, and my head spun inside its skull. Hunger can't be fought, lad, he smirked, and with that I fell, fell to the ground. Exhausted and drained, I could do nothing to stop him as he rode off into the night. I never saw him again, and people just seemed to forget him. Even me and my mom couldn't recall the name he gave us when he entered the community center. The only thing he left behind, the only evidence of his presence, were the hungry. Mom, Ken, Mrs. Hodge from down the road, and the rest of the Weight Watchers bunch were all hospitalized with a case of deliberate starvation. I explained to the doctors that it was the pills and the man, but they didn't believe me. The weight continues to drop off my mom and continues to crawl away. To where the fat worms slither, I do not know. She's little more than a skeleton now. But my mom always looks to me every day with a wheezing smile and asks if she is still beautiful. And I always say the same thing. Yeah, mom, you look amazing, I'll whisper. So let this be a lesson. If a man offers to make you thin, do not trust him. Do not take that pill. You're perfect, just the way you are. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure you leave a five-star review. We do appreciate it, and we will see you again next time on Nightmare Fuel. Nightmare Fuel.